Rick here. Happy Monday the 12th. Okay. Um, welcome, everybody. And it's definitely changing market. We are very fortunate today to have Ashley Tijan. Ashley, if you could hit star six on your phone, that'll unmute you. As you can hear, there are more people coming on, and it just gets a little noisy. Star six, and then we'll be able to hear you. Okay. Good morning. There she is. All right, Ashley. Well, Welcome, and start off by telling us a little about yourself, maybe what market you're in for prosperity so everybody knows, all that good stuff, please. Hi, thank you. Yes, I am in the Phoenix market. I sit in the Biltmore area and also cover the Mesa and Chandler area. Nice. Yes. Beautiful areas. Love it. Sunny yeah. every day. All right. And what's that? Say that again. Sunny every day. <laughs> except for, I was going to say same for Vegas, but except for today, because today, not so sunny here. All right. That's so good. tell me a little about yourself. How, how long you've been doing this and, and a little bit, just give us a little, little, little story about Ashley, please. Sure. I've been doing mortgages since 2005. I moved to Phoenix from Kansas City, and I initially was leasing out condos up in North Scottsdale in the Greyhawk area, and driving a guy around at a golf cart one day, and he said, you should come do mortgages, and I thought he was crazy. I said, ooh, corporate America, ooh, but uh, here I am, like 17 years later, loving every minute. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, and, and I hear that a lot about people, how they, um, how they get into real estate or how they get into mortgages. And, you know, it's usually, for most people, it's not their first career. For me, it was. I was weird. But for most people, it's not. They were doing something else first and then stumbled, stumbled into one or the other. So tell us about prosperity. How do you like prosperity? I mean, I, I've been hearing some really good things. <laughs> I am absolutely loving it. I tell you what. You know, just having the team behind us, they're amazing. And not having to push out documents once we are clear to close is such a wonderful feeling. Yeah. You guys you guys have like a seamless process, which is good. Tell them a little about that so they understand what you mean by that, please. Well, we have a goal of getting these files through underwriting ahead of time. And even if we don't, Things are just processed so quickly behind the scenes, but we have uh, a strong business ethic of never letting things sit and take, tackling them quickly and, you know, just pushing them through quickly. Um, it's, it's a nice thing to have the closing and underwriting department uh, asking me, are we ready to push out docs? Can we push out docs, right, rather than the opposite? It's just right. really nice. I got you. Okay. All right, good. Good. And I'm, I'm sure you've never heard this recently. What are the rates currently right now? <laughs> uh, well, of course, they change daily. They're, you know, in the mid-fives with zero points, I would say, on a 30-year fixed. And, uh -huh. of course, there's a lot of talk about discount points and what is that points being prepaid interest, we can do it closing to buy a lower rate in payments. And that is helping 
with the uh, rate shock and helping people qualify as well. Right. Yeah, So, and, and we've been talking a lot about that lately as far as with listing property. Instead of getting the seller to lower the price, uh, you could always add in uh, seller-funded rate lock, which, um, and I know, what can you buy it down today? Half, three quarters, maybe even a point if you wanted to, right? Yeah, usually a rule of thumb is a whole one point being 1% of the loan amount. We'll buy the rate right. down about a quarter percent, maybe a little more. So if, to get it okay. down full percent, it may be two to three points. I got you. It definitely to get it down a whole, yeah, yeah, and it makes the property more attractive too, I think. Yeah, and if somebody's going to stay in the home a long time, it makes sense. Right, right. Because um, you know, but even if, even if, let's say let's say you buy it down half a point and you go from five and a half to five, that's a pretty historically that's a pretty good rate. I know a lot of people are spoiled by the three percenters or three and a quarter mm -hmm. of not too long ago, but um, that's all changed. I mean, it would, you know, we've gone from a pretty pretty crazy incredible market to uh, record inflation. There's a lot of reasons why I'm not going to get into it, but but I think okay, we're heading towards a little bit of a run in the next few years, too. And aren't they also predicting that rates are going to come down sometime next year? That's what we hear. And, you yeah. know, I love the phrase, you marry the house, you date the rate. Yeah. Because <laughs> chances are we may end up refinancing several of these people that we're getting into their new homes right now. Right. That's yeah, that's, that's a good point. You know, you buy the you buy the rate now, and I look at when I bought in nineteen eighty five, I think it was my first house in nineteen eighty five. The rate was you, I got a one year arm at nine point nine nine, and then guess yeah. what? One year later, it was eleven point nine nine, right? So um, yeah. I and then I refinanced like three years yeah. later to a to a to a fixed rate when the rates finally came down these days. So the market still moves even when the rates are a little. It just takes a little while for people to adjust to them. But you know we were spoiled. I mean. I've been doing this 38 years. I have never seen money that was free. And, and when you get a mortgage at 3%, three and a quarter, even four, that's basically free. I mean, half of your payment almost from the beginning goes towards principal reduction, which is almost unheard of. Right. Yeah, when I got my first home 2007, I did an 80-15-5. So I put down 5%, did an 80% first, 15% home equity. My first rate was over 6 and my second rate was double digits over 10%. Right. I remember those. Yep. Uh, that was, it was crazy financing prior to the big crash. Or as, by the way, everybody, if you haven't seen the movie The Big Short, even though I have, do not think that's coming, but that explains what happens in 2007 and 2008, uh, you know, the Great Recession, as it's called now, which it really was. And there's a lot of reasons why. And a lot of those reasons are not going on right now. So take them through the buy down. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a seller. Yeah. And I want to buy down the rate a half a point. Okay, yeah. so how, in, in today's world, what would that cost? Let's say my house is, let's just use the average, 500000 House is five hundred, dollars uh, And I want, to, I want to factor in within my price 500000 I want to factor in the buy down. What's that going to cost me right now? Well, the buyer may be putting down 20%. They may be putting down 5% in the right. point or percentage of the loan amount. 
So if they're putting down, let's just say they're first timers, they're putting down five percent, their mortgage right. is four seventy-five thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Then getting it down a half a percent, let's say that costs uh, two points, would be about nine thousand five hundred dollars. So about $9,500 buys the rate down a half a point for me, which, you know, is a, is a decent amount. I mean, so you go from five and a half to five. Yeah. And depending on the down payment amount, that determines how much we can get from the seller. But 3% from the seller is still $15,000. So I don't, you know, it's going to be hard to hit that cap anyway. Right. So you, so you can go up to 3%. Kind of a mute point. Yeah, it actually sounds better when you say three percent versus ninety five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So two percent of the loan amount would get it down about a half a percent, and we're allowed to get up to three percent from the seller, or even more if they're putting more down. So there's very few times we're ever going to hit that cap anyway. Right, right, and those are lending guidelines, just so everybody understands. Right. Right. Okay. So how have you guys, I mean, I know um, we had a pretty slow, especially beginning of summer, but how are you guys doing now? Are you seeing a big uh, increase in uh, mortgage applications? It's pretty steady. I wouldn't say that we're so busy that we're losing our minds, you know. Um, Not like earlier this year, right? (laughs) Right, right. It's definitely still steady. You know, we're doing prequels on the weekends and, you know, getting requests daily for prequels for sure. Good. And a lot of people... Good. And tell me a little about that. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say a lot of times we start these conversations early. They may not be ready to prequel yet. We may be working on certain things on their credit and just starting the conversations. You know, I'm not going right. to rush someone to go pull their credit if we're not quite ready. We like to kind of have a conversation first and then once we do pull credit it's good for four months it's a long time that would take us past new year's right now right right and and so now people now uh the credit the credit score that i see with my credit cards how accurate is that one oh you bring up such a good point when you look at your credit card app it tells you quote credit score if you look right. at the fine print, it's actually a Vantage score, which is a great simulator tool to see if your score is going up or down, but it is not your true FICO or Beacon score. The best mm. ways, in my opinion, to get your true credit scores are through two apps. One is the Experian app, and the Credit Karma app will give you the other two credit bureaus, the Equifax mm-hmm. and the Trans. Union, and those give you the true FICO or Beacon scores, which is what we pull all three, and we use the middle score of those three. Yeah, so not you throw out the high, throw out the low. It's usually the middle middle one. And uh, okay, good. So it it uh, the credit card score you see is it normally a little high or a little low, or is it little, not even really relevant? It's a little higher than typically the true FICO or Beacon score. Okay. So they get, yeah, so people come in and they go, well, my credit card told me I was 750. This says I'm 735. All the time. 
all the time. Right. That's why we like right. to have and, those and, conversations early. <laughs> right. And my, what is that one? What is one of them one called? A Capital One credit card can't be wrong. Anyway, I, <laughs> no, I hear you. Yes. So you brought, you brought up a really good point, too, about pre-qualified or pre-committed, you know, that well, you guys give yeah. them a guarantee. Tell them a little about that and how that process works, because I think that's really impressive when you're presenting offers. Well, we want to give a prequel that will turn into keys at the end, right? No hiccups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no surprises. Right. And, you know, even if we've been doing this job a long time, there's still just this extra comfort of knowing, hey, look, it's not just me telling you that you're okay. You, we have a full stamp of approval. Like, as long as you don't lose your job, I mean, you're getting this loan at the end of the day. And, you know, with the fluctuating rates, it is lovely to be able to offer a lock, even if they don't have a home picked out, we can lock up to 90 days on the TBD property. You know, and it's up to the client whether they take advantage of that, but it's just great to be able to offer that for the peace of mind. And once we get that full loan commitment, we know exactly what else we may need to get cleared to close, right? Like we try to think of everything we may need. And underwriting might want an explanation for this or that. And we can knock it out before we have an offer accepted. Arizona, we have a pre-qual form that we fill out. So it allows us to add that extra verbiage on the pre-qual form. Mm that this person is actually fully through underwriting, not just a prequal. So, yeah, it really right. can and, 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 and I think in Arizona, that's part of the offer, isn't it? You have to have that as part of your offer. Absolutely. You can't make an offer yeah. without it. So you can try, but good luck. <laughs> yeah, so I like that when you go in with your, you know, I mean, you know, uh, for, I don't know what it is with agents getting their, their buyers pre-qualified, you know, up to as much as they can. I don't know what their, uh, the aversion to that is, because you know, to me it's like lying to yourself and to them, because if you're out there rocking and rolling and not showing them stuff, plus when they get to an offer situation, they're behind the eight ball, it's good to get them going right away. And like you said earlier, Ashley, like I know I use John. I'm right here in the St. Rose office, corporate headquarters. I've been here for eight years. John's been with, you know, um, a few mortgage companies and, Obviously, we all love the fact that Prosperity is owned by corporate, and so are we. So this is it. This is the team that's staying. And to me, it's an all-star team of people that have been made up, you know, over the course of the years. But I know with John, like I've sent several of my friends to him. And, and uh, you know, if they have an issue, like he fixed my credit report. He told me to do something. And this was like seven years ago. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that was on there. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it changed my credit score. So before I refinanced, I got a, a better rate. But you know, there's a lot of uh, little intricacies, and if you have somebody that comes in and they need help, someone to sit down and counsel them as to, okay, here's what you need to do first before we, you know, and, and so that's, I, I think that's very, very useful, don't you? Absolutely. I, I just had a gal the other day that had a 675 score that she knew because she's been monitoring it through the right places, and I said, you just paid down your credit cards. Let's give it another week or two. You're monitoring it. Once it hits that 680, let's go ahead and rock and roll. So these, these rates go in kind of like 20-point increments. So if we can get to a 680 or 700, 
not only can that help get them a lower rate or cheaper points, but it can also give them a lower rate on their PMI. If they're doing less than 20% down, it may save her 50 bucks a month just by waiting until she has that 680. Right. Good. Good. Yeah. So if, 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 you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's just scary to think we have, we have people's lives in our hands here, you know? I was just going to say that. It was funny. We, we think alike. I was just going to say that, you know, when they buy a home, like you say, they marry the home and they date the rate. I love that. <laughs> I'll be yeah. using that just so you know, Ashley. Yes. yes love and, uh, and, and, and I think it, that's why I got into this business. I was like, this is a pretty incredible thing. Like, you know, it's their, it's the place where they get married, raise their family. You know, uh, it's their largest asset. A lot of people, it's their retirement fund. Uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty yeah. uh, amazing thing. And it's kind of like when you start your retirement fund with mutual funds or index funds, go index everybody. And the reason you go index is because the expense of, of the, of the uh, fund is almost non-existent, which gets, which gets into your return. So the difference between half a point or this rate or that rate is ginormous if you don't do it right over the course of a 30-year mortgage. Even 15 years, it's still big. Mhm. Absolutely. All right. So, give them, so, what do you guys? Um, uh, you, you see, uh, the, you see the rates um, holding steady to the end of the year, and and I know there's no crystal ball, but they're talking about them maybe in the first quarter coming down a little bit. That's what I'm thinking too. I think we're going to still try to curb this inflation for a little while longer. I know. And then we may see some relief and the mortgage-backed security bond market. We like to see the price yeah. of the bond go up. Right. Well, the, you know, we've set some records in the last couple of years. Number one, record inflation. Number two, we've never had, never in the history of our country have we had 2.75 base rate increases in one. The only other time it happened before was 1994, once. But yeah. it wasn't preceded by a half a point then three-quarter point, then three-quarter point. And they're talking, it's like they can't figure out how, and this is the funny part to me, is they're saying we're not in a recession. Well, yes, we are. Two negative GDPs uh, in two quarters is technically a recession. And how can you expect the market to not be in a recession when you're intentionally slowing it down by raising the base rate? Crazy. I don't understand. I mean, I understand the concept of easing it up and slowing stuff down, but slamming the door or putting a stick in the spokes. But that's where we're at. And even with, their, even with them doing yeah. that, Ashley, market's still chudging, you know, still churning along, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, people need to move. They need homes. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the right. dial can, however we want, as far as the Fed, they can keep buying mortgage-backed securities and this and that and keep, you know, fluctuating the market. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, people need to move. I mean, they're relocating. They're moving here to work at hospitals or, you know, mm -hmm. there's a plant being built out here right now that's going to draw thousands of people here probably. So we do have a strong job market. And we do. People need home. Yeah, that's why I think the Fed thinks they can get away with it because everything is so strong that a good stick in the spokes won't kill it. But... I don't understand. Like, if you're running a company, you do not do this to your company, but to a country. Right? And, and, and their thinking is, well, this is what we did in the 70s, the last time this happened. Well, 
times are a little different. But anyway, I don't. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll come out of it fine. The mar- the real estate market, fortunately for us, is still trudging along well. We've had incredible f- four years in a row, which has been ridiculous. And except for the last four months, the 18 months before that were the most incredible 18 months in the history of real estate. So I'm assuming we're going to level off. Appreciation is going to go back to someplace like between three to five. Interest rates will float around where they are, maybe dip up and down a little bit. But, okay, so I'm a buyer today, and I want to go out and start looking. Okay, I want to use prosperity. Yeah. What's the first thing I should do with you, Ashley? We should just have a conversation and talk about your timing, when you're looking to get keys, and then we're going to time it to where we pre-qualify you in a time in which, you know, we only have to pull your credit one time, right? So if your lease is up in December, let's go now and get you pre-qualified now. We do so many things electronically, which is amazing. So where I used to tell people, go gather all your paperwork, your pay stubs and stuff, I don't really do that anymore. Now Mm -hmm. we start the pre-qualification questionnaire online and just kickstart that online quickly so that we can reach out to the employer and see, do we get a written verification of employment? And then we don't even need any paperwork from that person. Same thing with bank statements. We can verify electronically a lot of times. So where I do it a little bit backwards now where I used to collect all the paperwork, now I start with a pre-qualification questionnaire, get the credit in when we're ready, and then if we can pull things electronically, great. And, of course, if they're self-employed, we need tax returns. We have this thing called Accelerate, which is uh, green, 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 meaning we get a green credit, we get the electronic income and electronic paperwork or uh, asset paperwork. And we don't even go to a regular processor at that point behind the scenes. They are straight to underwriting without even any other buttons being pushed. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So there you go. All right. Well, I just want to say, Ashley, I mean, you know what? I really appreciate our relationship, um, Berkshire Hathaway and now Prosperity Mortgage. I think I've met a lot of the people that are involved, like yourself included, are, you know, dynamite uh, loan originators. It's a dynamite company. You guys have incredible programs. So everybody give them a shout first, which is what I would recommend. I love the team concept, always have. I was doing this team concept when I was selling in, you know, 87, 88, 89, before they even had a term for it, you know, business relationships and and RESPA and so forth got involved. But um, it just makes sense because we have somebody on your team, you want to make sure that, uh, like you said, you take them through the process, pull their credit when necessary and so forth, coach them to do the right thing, have all kinds of options when necessary. You guys have a lot of great programs. So I just want to say thank you, Ashley, for taking your time out today. Any any final words you want to leave these lovely people? Oh, just thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your partnership. And just know that we're available for you anytime. You can call or text us 10 o'clock at night. We're here for you. (laughs) And you're you're, you're mostly in Todd and Rob's office, right? Yes. That's right. Yeah. Know them well. All right. Well, you're in a, I love that area. That's a really yeah. nice area of Arizona, too. So you, you, you picked a really good spot. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, well, maybe it takes me, but either way, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> All right, Ashley, thank well, thank you very much. So Look much. forward to seeing you soon, and we'll talk soon, everybody. Thank you. Sounds Great. good, Rick. Thank you. Bye, Ashley. Bye, everybody.